Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jim Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas. God bless us. Everyone. Everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This is your Christmas vibe just for you. Yeah, man. Like, this is... uh, We've never used... Nope. This dropped before. Never. On a Thursday. On episode. a Thursday. It's never happened. Or a Monday. Or a Monday. Nope. Uh, but on the private feed, where our all access members get all the special goodies. Okay. They heard it once. Okay. Still. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Still there's going to be a rush of signups. They're like, oh, I missed that. Yeah. I can't. I want to hear this <laughs> jingle again. <laughs> so uh, we're just days away from Christmas. I mean, like days. Yeah. Just a few days. Oh, yeah. So uh, are you. You will be ready at this point. You said earlier that I asked you, are you ready for Christmas? He's like, no, I'm not ready yet. Yeah, I'm not ready. Why not? Yeah, I just haven't gone shopping. Really? Yeah. Well, I know you haven't gone shopping for everybody. All right, man. You ain't got to talk but about I'm that. I'm not talking about anything. I'm just saying, like, you know, I think you intended to give some gifts to people, and you haven't gotten them gifts yet, which is fine. You know, it's fine. No, no, no. I feel like I gave an appropriate gift. Uh, I don't know. I, appropriate, I think, is the wrong word. No, I mean, it was it was definitely more I than the amount. A, I gave you a gift. I gave you a Christmas gift. First of all, we didn't specify an amount. We yes, just we said, we, no, we didn't. We and didn't. Th- I mean, my gift was more. And uh, not than that. Value-wise. I don't think so. I think so. And I think that uh, we just said, hey, you know, don't go crazy. It's small. It's a small thing. And so, uh, yeah, I went and got you uh, something nice. You know, it's pretty cool. It's very nice. And, uh, and you got me nothing. No, no, no. Which is great. No, no, we, no. Which was awesome. You got me nothing. No, I got you 20 pounds. You gave me, you reached into your wallet and gave me 20 pounds, <laughs> uh, and, which was, you know, uh, very thoughtless of you. Um, what do you mean? You know. That's, but, that's uh, like, what is that? I don't know. 2250 now? Yeah. I, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. You were asking the wrong guy. Um, yeah, we, we opened up. Well, we were, I was going to say we opened up presents on the Banter of Truth episode. <laughs> no, I opened up a present. We, we opened up present. <laughs> we opened, uh, we it, opened it, up a present. Is, is, is what we did. It, it was a good time. It was I, a good time. I quite enjoy this gift. You know the best gift that you could have ever given me? The best gift that you could have ever given me was your mispronunciation. No. Your mispronunciation of the all-terrain armored transport. Mm. Is it, if, if, you don't, if you don't know what that is, like, I'm not a Star Wars guy. Like I, I, I grew up going to the movies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the late seventies and eighties. Uh, saw the first three, of course, and um, so I grew up with those toys, right? I had mm-hmm. the old action figures, Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I had what's called the At At. Uh, yeah, I think you mean ATAT. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what your son said. I saw your son playing with one. I go, hey, what you got there? And he goes, it's an ATAT. And I was like. Mm, no, it's not. That's an ad at. And then I went and confronted Jimmy about this because this is a very big problem. We were at, we were at your Christmas party. Oh, that's right. And we were at a, we right. your Christmas party, and I was so disturbed by your son's ignorance <laughs> that I went to you to let you know that your son is ignorant. And then you said, "What? It's an ATAT." And then I realized, "Whoa, this is a much bigger problem because you okay, are is this a leading discipline? your kid this is astray. a church discipline no, issue." No, no, no. It's just it's just a public shaming situation. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So I was really disturbed, and Jimmy was a hundred percent convinced. By the way, you accuse me of something that you do as well, and I've confirmed this with others. You accuse me of being the guy. So first of all, confirming mm. with others yeah, yeah. is unbiblical. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Why, why are you going and gossiping? It's not gossiping. Why are you gossiping? No, it's slander. I have to have two witnesses. I have to have two witnesses to come against you. It depends on who it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. So here's, if it's here, my wife, I'll take that a little bit more. Okay. So if he, it's Steve McCoy, that's nothing to me. So here's the thing: you accuse me. It's Steve McCoy, isn't you it? You accuse me of not just Steve McCoy. See, I knew but it. He's one of them. But Steve's wrong. But you've accused me of being defiantly yep. positive, a hundred percent confident, yep. arguing about things. Yep. When I'm absolutely wrong. Yes. And not giving up uh, until it's like right in front of me. Yes. With like footnotes and everything. Yes. And you do I the stand same by thing. That. You do I the stand, same exact I thing. Stand by your yes. your shame. Yeah, and you do that very thing. You nope, do it as well. Nope, nope. Yep. Yes, I, I, I might be wrong. And uh, no, no, you you did you you absolutely I, I could be wrong. No, but not in this case. And that and that, well, this, see, is that's a the gener- thing. this is a generational divide. That, that's what I found. I, I began researching. Look, I didn't. I began searching the internet and uh, to see what people are saying. It turned, see how triggered he gets. See how he gets? It turns out. He can't let things go. No, no, no. I can't, I can't let it go because it was so weird. I had never heard anybody pronounce it A-T-A-T. And uh, so I started looking. And Wait, you've never heard anybody? Never. I've never heard that a day in my life. Wow. So, um, now I grew up, the commercials, they were pronounced mm-hmm. at-ats in the commercials when you got the toys in the 80s. Um, I, all that, I, I remember. Yeah, I don't believe Hasco. So, uh, but it's licensed by the Star Wars. Everything's got to go through Lucas. Is it Hasco? Yeah. I don't know what Hasbro you mean. Hasbro, yeah. Darn I don't it. know if it was Hasbro or not, but I just know that everything has to go through Lucas. So, mm-hmm, anyways, mm-hmm. Um, that's true. But then I did see like there's a bunch of people online arguing about this, and it basically breaks down to Gen Xers calling it and, and above, but Gen Xers saying it's at at, and then millennials saying no, it's at at. So then I continued to read and find articles, and uh, yes, Lucas Films and George Lucas himself does. They do come out. I don't know George maybe, Lucas himself ten years ago, I think it was that it's yeah, it, it it's pronounced at at. We don't care, like whatever. But it is officially, yes, it is at at. He came out ten years ago and mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, he was asked at at." Yep, yep. Nerdist, uh, the Nerdist podcast and Nerdist website had a whole thing on it. See, I didn't, I didn't realize what had happened. Mm, what's that? That he hit his head in concussion. Well, we know that he did. You remember Jar Jar Banks? Yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't trust you anything know that guy says. Exactly. Yeah, I just, thought, I just ruined thought, my own he, argument. Yeah, he thought Jar Jar was a good idea. <laughs> Thanks a lot, George. <laughs> terrible movies. Oh my goodness. So that was my that was my favorite uh, that was my favorite Christmas gift. Yeah. <laughs> was it my shame? Your shame. Was it my shame? Is just my a, game about forty minutes ago yeah. when we went over. What's that? Gifts, and I had nothing. Yeah, that. Well, yeah, that, that's another. <laughs> anytime, anytime that uh, that that you are wrong in some way, mm. and I'm only right a little bit, that's a total win and victory for me. N- no, no, that that was I was wrong a hundred percent on just, that no, gift. But I'm just saying, like, even if you're only wrong one percent, ah, gotcha. and I'm only right a half a percent, hundred percent win. Yeah. I just got 100% yeah. way. I love right, that. Right, right, right. like, I was like, no, no, the gift thing, I was definitely no. in the wrong. <laughs> Listen, I was hoping you wouldn't remember to do the gift thing. And I just, I just like, oh, this will be better. Because uh, I even wrapped mine. He wrapped it. He wrapped it. <laughs> and I wrote you a rude Merry Christmas message it, on it. It was, and it was from the heart. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, man. So what are you doing for Christmas? Um, well, I think I'm mostly going to gather the kids around and tell them stories of your ignorance and shame. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's that's going to be our new Christmas tradition. Knowing your kids are going to be like, oh, Papa, please tell us more about how dumb Pastor Jimmy is. Yeah, we don't do uh, Elf on a Shelf. We do like uh, Fowler, Fowler is a Failure. That's what we do. <laughs> and it's a new story every day. Uh, I have to make a lot of them up, but uh, but still, it, it works. It, it counts. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll do, uh, you know, we'll do uh, Christmas Eve 
at the church, you know, and then we'll go home and we'll have some chicken wings. That's what we mm. like to do. Have a like big thing of chicken wings. Mm. And the kids will open up presents from uh, Jen's bio dad. Yep. And he sends gifts for the kids. All right. All right. And then, uh, so they'll open up those and then uh, we'll just kind of hang out and then we'll go to bed and then Jen, well, the kids will go to bed and then we'll put presents out. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll wake up the next day and have some some breakfasty stuff and mm-hmm. open up stockings and presents and then some of the family will come over. It'll be chill though. It's a, it's a small gathering for us. Like Thanksgiving is big, Christmas is small. Mm. It'll be a relaxing day. What about you? You have, a, you have a pretty sizable gathering. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's gonna happen. Why not? Um, well, yeah, I think like my brother will come over. Your dad in country? Not yet. <laughs> so he, Maybe. He, he could be. He could be. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> so no, there'll be fun, uh, some family coming over. So I still got to figure out what I'm gonna make for dinner. I tried like setting it up so it was earlier, so I could have like the rest of the day. Yeah, that's what we do. Didn't work. Mm. What do you mean? Did you you decide? I, I tried. Well, you just decide. I, I yeah, I tried. No, you don't try. You just do it. No, no. Then, then my father vetoed. Oh yeah, okay, Dad can. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then he won't show. Huh? And then, you'll, then you'll be mad if he doesn't show. No, he'll show. Oh, okay. Oh, well, well you know, Oh, like if he doesn't get in yeah. country? No, I'm just canceling the event. Oh, there you go. That's good. Then I'm just going to be like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you should do? What's that? Just send everybody uh, like Boston Market meals and tell them to stay at home and just enjoy. Here's my gift to you. Hey, Boston guys, Market. because of Omicron? Yeah. Out of an abundance of caution. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, I want to be careful. I want to bless you. The problem wanna... is they're all going to, no one is going to believe me. They all, though, that being said, so... Um, I think I could say it. Yeah. On Thursday. Yeah. For this. So uh, my brother just had a baby mm-hmm. like an hour ago, like an hour, hour and a half. Ago. I didn't know that. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Had a baby. Did you, just today. Just today. As yeah. of recording. As of recording. Yeah. Wow. And so. Um, Did they name him Omicron? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Optimus. Oh, that's better. I like that. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's a girl. Um, and so. We're still trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen. So I don't, I don't think he's going to be around. Yeah. And I wouldn't blame him. Newborn and yeah. everything with everything going. Yeah. And my mom's in town. Okay. And she's she's uh, quite um, hmm. yeah. uh, at she? risk. Okay. Okay. At risk. Yeah. And so I don't think we're going to be seeing her. Okay. Um. So it really will just be. Why is she in town if she's not going to see anybody? Well, she'll be with like uh, with my brother and the baby, and so I'm thinking uh, like we just might see not see any of them for a okay. bit. A little FaceTime, a little Christmas we'll do, Zoom call. Exactly, we'll yeah, do yeah. a Christmas Zoom call, right. and so we'll see. Because hmm. uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, all right. Well, listen, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be good. I know you you'll have a great time uh, in your home. Whatever you do, I know it'll be a good. Yeah, I just got to figure out what to make. I'm just trying to go through different recipes. Mm-hmm. I like a Christmas ham. Mm. I love ham. That's my thing. Give me. I a, was I was thinking about it, but we just had ham for our CG Christmas party. Yeah. So I'm like, let's do something different. Yeah. For, for whole this pig, whole pig, a whole pig. Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't think I could do that. Just a little that, baby that, piglet. No, that takes. That'd be amazing. <laughs> no, I don't think I. I I've never okay. done anything like that. So I'm still just trying to work through. Okay. What I'm gonna make? Christmas goose. That'd be cool. That'd be nice. Yeah. That would be you nice. You could do that. I, I think I could. Do that and take pictures and show us. I, I love it when you, seriously, Jim, I love uh, it when you put your pictures up, man, because your food looks, I know it tastes I would, good. I, I don't was, get to taste very much of it. No. But it's, uh, yeah. 
I, that's one of my things. I like to, I like to see what you're cooking. You like to see what I'm cooking on the Instagram. Yeah, oh. man, it looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Okay, I'm just trying to think. So, um, one of the things that we we've been thinking about is at Redeemer mm. is how can we get better as a church, right? And because um, you know this past year we've, in, in, especially in light of COVID and a lot of the things that have happened, we've been able to see and and feel a lot of our weaknesses and areas where we're coming up short as a church. And a few of these things relate to the congregation and how the congregation yeah. can do better. But a lot of the things that we're focusing on have to do with what we as leadership need to be doing better. Yeah, we're taking care of the things that we are actually in control of. Right, right. Like, hey, listen, we not only have responsibility for these things, but we can improve. We can yep. actually, yep. you know, yep. control this stuff. And so we're working hard at that. I'm really excited about that. But um, I know a lot of people love their churches, but they and they and they want more for their churches. They want to see their churches grow and become strong. And so we've got seven ways that you can strengthen your church. Um, seven ways that you as a church member can contribute to the overall health of your church. It's not just, mm. hey, the elders or the leaders, they just need to get going and get, do yeah, their part. Get get their act in order. Yeah. I mean, okay, that's true. But even if even if you have the best leaders and and you're, you've created the best systems, if the congregation isn't doing their part, it's not going to result in any development or maturity in, at, as a church, right? Yeah. You got to have. Well, I mean, we we know of others like oh, we could say yeah. it now, like Steve McCoy. Yeah, that fantastic had a great plan, great vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the work? Did the work? Tried to execute it really well. Uh, is not a uh, domineering or manipulative mm. or super a, patient for years for years, and yet. The congregation was like, mm, mm, nah. <laughs> Let's, we're just gonna we're just gonna go ahead and return to our vomit that you know we've what? been doing before. It's nice and, and warm. Just you know, and just keep going back to it. And that that's what we're gonna do, rather than you know embracing change and moving forward. Do the work, take the risk. <laughs> you know. So we've got um, we've got seven ways you can strengthen your church. You want to do number one? You want me to sure, do number one? I'll do it. Good. Number one: be present and participate. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead, Joey. Right. So, um, yeah, one of the things, it's its the simplest thing to do, right? Uh, if if you want your church to be strong and healthy, if you want to make a difference, uh, if you want your church to make a difference, then you've got to be a part of it, which means you got to show up. You know what I mean? Do you, didn't you share a meme with me about Home Alone? Yes. Yeah, it was a... If, <laughs> What's his name? Oh, hold on. What hold is on, it? Eddie on. Haskell? I forget what his name. Ooh. No, the little kid. Hold on. Here you go. Uh, little Dwight oh, Schrute. Kevin. Kevin. So it goes, Kevin McAllister. It goes, eight-year-old Kevin McAllister was left home alone for three days, and he still made it to church. So, yes, you can make it to church this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you got to show up. And I know that there's a lot of competing issues mm-hmm. and I- agendas and sports and football games and all that stuff. But really, as Christians, we need to prioritize the gathering of the church on the Lord's Day. It needs to be number one. And there's going to be times when you're out of town or there's going to be things that come mm-hmm. up. But in mm-hmm. general, yes, we really do expect the people and we as Christians should value it so much so that we are there yep. and not just there, yep. but they're on time. Oh, what is with that? Listen, can we talk about that? Yeah, well, let's talk about that. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Because here's the thing. Every okay, not everybody because I'm never late, but 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 so, 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 you're look, gonna be late sometimes. Oh, hold That's on. okay. Okay, you, look, sometimes you're gonna be late. Look, can I? I'm gonna go ahead and say something from Sunday. Oh, say something from Sunday. Go ahead. Say, so mm-hmm. I sit up front when mm-hmm. I'm preaching. Yeah, right. I always sit in that one spot, and I'm there, and uh, so I'm waiting for the service to begin. And uh, is this first service? Or first second? service. Yeah. First service. And Krista comes up to me, and she but goes, "She's doing the announcement. She's doing the announcement. She's like, there's like two people here. 
do you want to wait five minutes and we'll give you more time? I go, nope. <laughs> I we go, don't do nope. that. Why don't we don't do that? We're going to go ahead and start so that we end on time because we still have to reset and get everything ready. That's not fair to the worship team and the volunteer teams. Yeah. Uh, if we're not, if they don't have their time to get ready to yep. restage. Absolutely. For, for her second service. And I'm like, and people got to learn. I mean, you, well, you saw even at my dinner party, right? I was like, you guys are here. I know we're waiting on a couple other people, but we're starting. Yeah. We're, we're eating. Time to go. Time to go. Let's, <laughs> Pastor Joe, can you pray? Like, <laughs> and so I, nobody should feel that we're calling them out. This isn't even about Redeemer. This is about churches in general. But, even but I Redeemer, see you. <laughs> so it's like, if you're late, like whatever. It, it, we're not necessarily talking about you because you're late. But if you're always late, then maybe maybe you should work a little harder at not being late, right? It's, yeah. You make, make it a priority because it does make a difference. I think just think about the guests that are there when they walk in. They're gonna they're likely to be there on time, if not early. Yep. And uh, ain't nobody there. It gets a little awkward. So show up, be present, mm-hmm. be on time, participate, like be a part of it, um, and just be consistent. Right? Yes. There's a, there, and there, that, listen, some churches have a lot going on. There's a lot of events, a lot of gatherings. So you do need to prioritize all of them and figure out what are the most important things. And I think that's, I think what's key there is not only are you like as an individual, uh, you've got that freedom, but I think sometimes leadership does have expectations on people. Yeah. It, it, depending upon your role or place. Yeah. They have expectations and some are legit and some are unfair. Yeah. Right. For sure. Like, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't want to give any examples, um, but sometimes we sometimes people do add extra things and say and expect that oh this group of individuals should be at everything and if they're not at everything right and I don't allow that I'm like nah, no I'm no, not no. going no you know you don't have to be at everything but listen the gathering on the Lord's Day that one I'm there you got to listen like even with my kids I don't I'm very sensitive to the idea that I'm a pastor yeah, and uh, my kids are pastor's kids and a lot of kids get really run through the ringer. And so yes. I, I do not put a lot of pressure on them uh, to be at stuff, but they do. Got, we're going to church on Sunday. Like that's happening. That's, yes. that is law. We are going, we're, we're going, you're going. And although Eli missed his alarm again, Ooh, mm, Eli. he's going to get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Hey bro. If, if you had to work that morning, uh, would you oversleep? Well, you know, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to talk about it. Mm. So, um, and, and now dad's going to talk about it on, in public. On air, on Sunday morning from the pub. No, I don't do that. Um, so, yeah, man, just listen. You want your church to be strong? Be present. Participate. Show up, be on time. Be consistent. Number two, you want your church to grow and be healthier uh, and you want to help strengthen it? Be supportive. Oh, that'd be that's a good idea. That is, yeah. It is a really good idea with words of encouragement, right? Let people know if you are blessed by their ministry. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Listen, it is awkward as a as a pastor, as a preacher, to hear like you know people uh, when people encourage you. But it is nice. It is nice. It is awkward, but it is nice to hear that. Um, but it's not just the 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 preaching pastor right, right. that needs to hear uh, these encouragement encouraging words. But let let other teachers know, like the, sure. the journey kids or. Uh, uh, or children's ministry, or yep. our, our uh, what do you call it? youth ministry? Mm-hmm. Let those individuals know how man, I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing, the impact that you're making mm-hmm. uh, in the life of, of my child or in my teen. Let your small group leader know. Yeah, let them know. Yeah, they're putting I, they're putting time, effort, and work. They care. It's not just like we show up and and wham bam, let's do this. Right. It, there, there's a little bit of time and stuff that goes into it. A little bit of prep time. Uh, you know, to to get ready for 
the evening. And so let them know, right? And and if you're part of the women's ministry or the men's ministry, let those teams know. Yeah. You know, because it, it it's hard sometimes. You don't get feedback and you wonder what's working, what's not, what do we need to change, you know? Uh, what do we need to strengthen? And so letting those those teams know how this was going. good. This would even like listen, like if if you like I remember Jen and I were visiting a church and uh the and, and I'll be honest, uh no one said anything to us. No member, no nobody said boo to us. This happens at most most large churches that we go to. People don't greet us. Mm. But they have they have greeters like that are paid not paid i'm sorry we have volunteers that that's their ministry like they're going to greet me people and at those large churches they have systems in place so that you are greeted and that's happened at at uh, at one church that i went to with my wife and kids and it was we were like we were we were sure to leave a note and say you know what your greeters were wonderful Mm. they were friendly i didn't Mm. feel like they were just like doing a job they weren't just ushering people around, like directing traffic. Yeah, they yeah. seemed genuinely excited that we were there. Um, they greeted us. They asked if, you know, how many times we've been there. So like, even if it's a, a greeter, like it doesn't have to be, you know, the preacher. Uh, but if you if you are blessed, if you sense like, wow, that was really well done, say something. It can go a yeah, long way. I think, yeah, absolutely. But along with, you know, words of encouragement, mm-hmm. you can be supportive by financially giving dollars of encouragement dollars of encouragement there's <laughs> words of encouragement and then dollars of encouragement i know that sounds bad but no because when you when you give you let them know i value you this many dollars worth <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say because when you give then you live oh and no your, no your, 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 i did an office sort of so, reference oh is that what that yeah i didn't yeah know. michael scott's yeah. like <laughs> i gave I, <laughs> I i gave ryan an ipod and here she gave me this oven's mitt. She's like, she loves me an oven's mitt's worth. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, giving financially to your church is is an important thing. I mean, it's something that we see the early church doing, mm-hmm. right? They took up a collection. They took up an offering to support the work of ministry, to support their, their leadership, to mm-hmm. support their missions. And to... notice who died for not giving. Well, they gave. Not, not enough. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, please don't take that as I don't mean that seriously. I do. <laughs> no, we do not mean that seriously. You're going to die. <laughs> yeah, and in essence, they, they died for just lying and being lying. crooked. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's not about, you know, you know, everybody giving the same amount or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. But it's about giving sacrificially and generously. That's right. As you are able, as you are led, right? So I, I, I think that, you know, it, and increasingly it's going to be important for us to talk about it because there's been so many oppressive bullying tactics yes. applied to, to yes. tithing by a lot of yep. Southern Baptist big churches mm-hmm. in particular that I'm aware of. Uh, and then so, they have so much money they they put it in a wall in the bathroom. Well, that's not a Southern Baptist church. No, I know, but, but I'm just, uh, you know, sometimes yeah. you just have so much money, you just put it behind walls. But And that was just for his teeth whitener. Like that, honestly, like all of that money in the bathroom wall, that's why it was there. All 600000 the, Yeah, it's in the wall because he has to whiten those teeth all the time. Got so, those big chompers, man. They got to look good. Chompers. Yeah. Yeah, so I, th- I think we're going to need to be able to encourage that in, in, a, in a compassionate way, in an exciting way. And I'm really grateful for how our um, announcers um, – do that from from the front mm, right when they're doing mm-hmm. that like krista or dave dehan or whomever uh they always do a really Jen good mon. Uh, Jen mon does a great job david cook yeah. uh oh that he's yeah he's been doing that now yeah that's right mm-hmm. do you not know who's up there i don't pay attention i'm usually late <laughs> <laughs> that rolls beneath joe yeah, I don't, uh, <laughs> it was funny because i saw um i saw one uh 
family member, a father and his son, and we have an offering box in the back, right? Mm. And uh, he took the offering box off the table and put it on the floor. I'm watching, like, what's he doing? And he did that so his son could come over and uh, put, put some stuff in there. I was like, that's cute. That's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. That, that's pretty good. All right. So, yeah, be supportive, man. You just be actively, consciously supportive. Number three. Mm. If you want church to be healthy, stronger in 2022, yep. then uh, if you have a problem or if you see a problem, say something. Yes. Like there's there's a difference between constructive criticism and a critical spirit. Some people just like to complain mm. and uh, I don't like- Why, why don't you do, do it this uh, way? Why don't you sing so many songs? My last church was like this. Yeah, I don't understand. You know, my the, Charles Swindoll, when he preaches, he does- <laughs> Okay, like fine. But that that's that's a critical spirit. But constructive why criticism- Why aren't you shooting t-shirts at us? You know, why don't, why doesn't our kids baptistry, uh, what, work like a fire truck and shoot confetti out of it? <laughs> There's a Southern Baptist church that does that. Why can't we don't, how about I have a slide into a fire truck with confetti cannons? In, can in March, should we just turn the whole, uh, stage into a, uh, basketball court, college basketball court because of the final four? I think we could. And then for Easter, just turn the whole stage into the womb of the Easter bunny out of which people are born into a new life of, of, of holiday cheer. You went a direction. <laughs> I went hard pagan. Dude, That's I, what I, <laughs> I was thinking you were going to do that one, that one church that got the helicopter was dropping stuff. Well, lots of churches do that. Yeah. Man. And listen, there's, I, I get the sentiment between like, hey, we're going to drop a bunch of eggs and bless the community. It's fine. But I, but I know how much those helicopters cost. Actually, we did research on it. It's like, not that we were going to do it. I'm just curious. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe allocate some of that, but whatever. So if you, but if there, if you have a problem, say something. And I, here's the encouragement address the problem directly mm. but humbly mm -hmm. right if you say nothing it always leads to more trouble yeah because you harbor yes. it other people see it and nobody saying anything and listen sometimes people that are in the people that are responsible for the area where you're seeing a problem sometimes we're so close to it we just don't see just it just don't see it so by addressing it yes then maybe it can lead, it should right. lead to a solution. Yeah, bring, bring it up, talk about it. And I've been grateful for people who have come to me and said, hey, I see something here, it doesn't seem right. What, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. And you know, and I think um, Colson, he's done that to me. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey man, I've seen something here. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. He's very humble about it. And I was like, bro, you're absolutely right. Like that's a great yeah. thought. Thank you for that. Yeah. Now I can address it. Yep. Like, so, here we go. Then, so you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta and listen, if you're going to do this, talk to the right person. Yeah. You don't want to be just, just grumbling to everybody else. It yeah. can be grumbling or gossip if you're just like venting to people around you. No, Go no, no. no. I'm, I'm seeking counsel from 30 other people. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, sometimes you do have to confirm that Jimmy is wrong about something. That's well, different. Now, oh, oh, then that's oh, different. So now, yeah. Yeah, when here, it's, when here it's related are, to Star Wars canon, yes, I'm going to go ahead and, and talk <laughs> here about it. You are it. gossiping. Yeah, but then that gossiping. Grumbling. Confirming. You weren't confirming. Uh, I was confirming and rejoicing in your error. <laughs> <laughs> and let, let, let's just also say this. Um, <laughs> oh, your, oh, your unmet preferences. What? Those aren't problems. Like, like you might have a preference for that. Like, oh, I really wish we would do things this way. Well, okay. Well, that's, that's not a problem. Yeah. That's a you problem. Yeah. But that's not necessarily a problem. If it's just preference, then like, you don't need to do anything with that really. Cause listen, I had a guy, I knew this guy, he was at a church and and this is this is preference, but it's it's it goes beyond that. It goes to a theological perspective and conviction. But he was like, "Hey, listen, um, I don't like that we do this in worship, right? And um, you know, you you allow depictions of Jesus, you know, in the service in different ways, hmm. and uh, and and I don't like it." And they said, "Well, okay, well, listen, we have a different conviction. This is how we run." But this guy got so bent out of shape about it, and became angry about it, and became a whole crusade. And it's like, listen, 
every church has its own convictions yes. and confessions yes. and and or so like listen um sometimes it's a preference issue and you can bring it up humbly and then let mm-hmm. it go if it's a preference issue but Real problems have to do with, are we functioning biblically? Um, are people being missed? Are, yep. are people not being cared for? Yep. Uh, are people slipping through the cracks? Yep. You know, oftentimes, the real problems have to do with people, uh, have to do with doctrine. But in general, like, listen, if, you, if there is a problem, uh, address it directly to the right person and do so with a humble spirit. Mm. It'll help. So another way that you can strengthen your church in 2022 is look for solutions to the problems. Yeah, be a solutionary. Be a what? Yeah, a solutionary. Maj Ture. Maj Ture, uh, African-American, uh, Second Amendment rights advocate, mm-hmm. um, grew up in Philly from the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has uh, an organization called Black Guns Matter, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. <laughs> I am... Uh, By the way, everybody, that is on my wish list. You can find that. Uh, you search my email at Amazon. You find my wish list. Uh, Black Guns Matter. You can get that for me. Can you send me that link? Oh yes. <laughs> just just send send me that link. Send send it to me now. What's, but he's, uh, he's but he calls his followers. He calls the people that participate solutionaries. Right, come send up me that link though. Yeah, I, I, I want I want that link now. Black Guns Matter. So <laughs> so you may not have the answer to the problems that you're seeing, but right. you should be looking for one. That's good. And I think right? that's the difference mm-hmm. between just being a critical, like being. Mm-hmm critical and actually being constructive mm-hmm. is the the person that is trying to offer something constructive oftentimes is trying to think through how can we find a solution how maybe how can i if possible be you know help yeah. towards that solution some people don't want the correction they just want the complaint like that's they just it. like that they just yes. like i just i and they wouldn't admit it but that's how some people are and we all do that at some point, right? Where it's yeah. just, it's more about me venting than it is about fixing something. No, no. So I've been, I've been really blessed by, you know, hearing people that have had constructive, you know, criticism and at the same time said, Hey, I'm willing to be a part of that. So here's a, here's yep. a couple ideas totally. and I'm willing to help if you want me to, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, I'm right. all in. I love redeemer. I love the church and I, I and I love this ministry. Let me, if, if it's okay, you know, and we were aligned, I would love to be a part of that. If you've got an idea. I'll help. I'll help because they might not have the. So, what can people do though? Like, if if you're saying like they should look for solutions to the problems that they can Mm -hmm. see, what can they do even if they don't have the answer? Well, I mean, pray. Yeah, pray. You know, uh, over the issue, over the problem. You know, asking um, and saying, Lord, like I'm seeing this, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm not exactly sure, you know, how to handle it or what's the best path forward. Like, I need your wisdom. I need your guidance, and uh, and so pray for the problem. Yeah. And then, you know, in the midst of that, you're also still praying that that maybe others would see the problem and maybe they've got a solution that they could bring to the table for this. Mm-hmm. So you got to be patient because these yeah. things don't happen overnight. <laughs> no. And that's the, very, that, very right, rarely. I, I'm, is go, that I'm going on my soapbox here. Go ahead. Step up there. Step up. Here you, we go. Do you need a boost? Because you do. have oh. short legs. Ah, there we go. Yeah. You ready? You're tall now. I know. Yeah. See, uh, here's my thought on that. Just because you said it and the leadership acknowledges it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's going to change in a week. Right. It takes time. It takes time because it's not just for a lot of things are not just an easy turn the switch sort of mentality. Right. It actually is a whole process change. And, and for a lot of places, even like redeemer, there's some institutional things that when, when a problem needs to be addressed, it has to go through and work its way, you know, right. through the season. So there's, it's not going to happen. And so I get frustrated when it's like, 
well, I told you this like three weeks ago and it still isn't. Right. And I'm like, when I train a new employee, right. I don't expect that they're going to know everything that they have to do in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Sure. I have to go, I want to see them through a season, mm -hmm. which are a packaging season, which is about seven to eight months. Okay. So after seven to eight months, then I know they've got it. Right. They're doing it. I think it's the same thing here is you have to wait for it to go through the system mm. and, and to go through. And that there's a lot of change that has to happen. A lot of mentality changes that need to go through. Yeah. Um, well, think about it like this. Like, um, like we just did on banter of truth for our all access members. We talked about the Lord's supper. Mm. And so let's just say somebody goes, Hey, I think we ought to be celebrating the Lord's supper more often. You were doing it once every other month, yeah. once a month or once a quarter. Yeah. Why don't we do it every week? And let's say that the elders or your church leaders hear that. And they're like, you know what? This is a good idea. Well, implementing that requires a change because um, it affects a lot of different areas. Yeah. And so like, okay, so uh, it's going to require a change in the budget. And yeah. even if you don't have to change the budget this year, it's going to cost more money. Uh, so where's that money going to come from? Yep. A lot of churches are on a very tight budget. Yep. Um, who's it's, going it's, to facilitate like the actual putting this together and pulling yeah, it off so, every so, week? Yeah, so now that team has to expand yes. from once a month or once every two months to every single week. Right. So now you need to recruit more individuals for that. Uh, your liturgy changes. Yep. So now your timing is off a bit, right? What uh, We want to do uh, video services live. Well, okay, that's a great oh, idea. Great. But yeah. you've got to have a whole team of people to run that. Yep. And, and you need a team of people that's big enough so that the same people aren't doing it every week. Yeah. So like one change requires a lot of different changes. Correct. So it, you have to be patient. And then that's how do you, and then, yeah, how do you then going along with this, depending upon when you do communion, right? So now are the kids in there for that? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, uh, now how does that impact the children's ministry? Mm-hmm. Are you going to bring them back? Are you going to bring after them back the message? Yeah. Like, so yeah, there's a there, lot of there's things to consider. So much, and then clean up. How are you going to do with it? You know, now you have that, that extra aspect of cleaning up, mm -hmm. you know, after the service, uh, it, it, there's, there's so much, there's so much. That's why uh, your point about, about praying and, and, and being patient are really well taken because even when you see that there's a problem and you're looking for the solution, it, it, it things take time, but you also, you know, like, even something. Oh, sorry. I'm no, just go like on, going. because it's things that are like that you would think are just a flip of the switch. Mm -hmm. Online giving. Yeah. Why can't we just do online giving? Let's just do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have it. Have it up and running by next week. Right, just click, click. It, it's not just click, click. Just click, click. Just, no, no, no. Just a button. You put it no. on the website. You're done. No. You got to set up the thing, mm -hmm. right? You got not only have to set that up. You got to link it to your account. Then you got to figure out who's going to be monitoring it because it has to. Uh, it has to be checked, mm -hmm. right? But then you have to the import, export import, all the information. Import, uh, you have to export the information from there into your other books, so you could do your your giving. Mm -hmm. And then it's got to be reported. How do you then have the system that reports it? Now, who's also going to see that then, right? Because you still now have an an extra team right. that is managing that. And for us, you know, like as elders, like we don't know who gives what, when. right? Like we don't know that. Jimmy, Jimmy does, but nobody else does. No, I, I Jimmy don't. looks at everybody's giving. I, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> We've never looked at anybody. I've never looked at anybody's giving at all. He doesn't even look at his own. No. Oh uh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. <laughs> well, you, you kind of said it and forget it. Like, yeah, I know, I know I what said you it, do. Said it and forget it. But no, it's like, it's like, and then you got to figure out like, okay, so now this money, 
you're, there's a charge. There's a charge that's associated with it. So every transaction, there's a charge. So, so how's that going to happen? How are you going to? Yeah, okay. You got to put it on the website, mm -hmm. right? There's there's so much that goes into it. It's not just flip the switch and let's go. It, so yeah, there's there's always more involved than than we think. And another thing I think with this would be if you're looking for solutions, if you go and you bring this up and the uh, the solution is kind of out there. Uh, don't be afraid to revisit the issue yes. after some time with leadership, not to hound them, but just say, hey, how are things going? Because mm -hmm. you know what? People get busy. Sometimes you put something on the back burner and you forget about it because you're like, I'll get to this next month because I've got some critical things I've got to deal with. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need reminders. I'm never offended. I'm never, and I have to tell ministry leaders this, hey, listen, if you're waiting for something from me and you didn't get it when you thought you would get it, please feel free to go, hey, Joe, where is that thing? Mm -hmm. I'm never offended because... I will sometimes forget and I just yeah sometimes please. yeah only once in a sometimes. once in a great while some, some. Of, some of all the times <laughs> <laughs> every of the time every of the sometimes <laughs> is that a thing <laughs> all right number five number five Joe you want your church to be strong next year stronger than it is this year then uh, then you need to strengthen your relationships because the church is not an organization that sells you religious goods. It's not like going to the gym or the movies where you show up, you get your thing, and then you leave. I know yep. some churches function that way, but they're not supposed to be that way. And some churches that don't function that way still have people that function that way in them. The church, the local church, right? That's a family. It's a fellowship. And to benefit from the church and to contribute to its health, you have to be connected to others through real relationships. You've got to know one another. We believe in... The, the fellowship of the saints, the communion yeah, of the saints. It's yeah. something that we believe in. The church has always believed in that, that we're supposed to be together in faith, loving one another and serving one another. So a couple of things. One thing you can do is you can find a small group of people that you can begin to fellowship with. Maybe your church mm. has small groups or a Sunday school. Maybe you have a, a community, we call them community groups. Um, so, so look for that. And and try that. Maybe you might have to visit a couple. Yeah. Because every group, every group is different. Every group's different. Yeah, everybody wants to go to Jimmy's because it's the fun group. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then they leave. Yeah. And, and, and people want to come to mine, but uh, we don't tell them where it's at. I don't want anybody to come. So, um, but find a group and try it. If it doesn't work, like just for whatever reason, try some different groups. And listen, if you're not even finding a group or maybe you're, you know, struggling with that aspect of it, maybe you, maybe your schedule doesn't allow it. Mm. In some cases, it doesn't allow it. Then just find one or two people that yes. you can connect with. Yes. And once you have that, to, to strengthen those relationships, you have to work at really being yourself. So just being you. Don't pretend. Mm. Be transparent. Right? And, and in that, you have to listen to other people like you have to in, to invest in them means you care about them means you want to understand them yep and one of the best things that you can do uh is to look for opportunities to pray together love look, it whether that's at the coffee shop or in someone's living room or in a sunday school class but actually pray together not some perfunctory all right let me just pray and we just pray nothing like a you know whatever but actually pray for one another and i know it's 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 good to pray for one another's worldly earthly needs um you know Aunt Jessup's bunion is getting removed, and so uh, is that a girl's name? Aunt Jessup? I, I, have I don't no know. Idea. Uh, I had an, I had an uncle mutt and an aunt Pooge for real, and um, hmm. so you pray, pray for Aunt Pooge's uh, bunion gets getting removed. That's fine. You sh you should pray about that. But like, we need to work on like sharing what we're struggling with, what our doubts are, what our hopes yep. are, what our fears are, yep. so that people can get in. And one of the things that's really important is just to make sure that you're finding the opportunities, creating the opportunities to spend time together, right? So yeah, you got your Sunday school class or you got your small group, great. But then like look for an opportunity to actually just be together. Yeah. You know, the Jen has, there's a couple of ladies in the church 
uh, well, there, there are a number of ladies in the church that do this. Um, that they will say, "Hey, listen, girls, we just want to. I just want to have. They'll just those grab a number of girls that they have relationships with. We just want to hang out. We're just going to have a, yeah. a party. We have cheese and wine. Yep. Right. Or whatever it is. We're just going to hang out. And I love that. Look for opportunities to spend time together. That's going to be critical to strengthening your. I, I really think that's key, right? Like you yeah. hit on that because oftentimes, um, my struggle has been where our only times of gathering is for like, quote unquote, church work. Yeah, official o- church business. Official church business. Yeah. And oftentimes I, I really, uh, I long for, why don't we just have a relational time? Yeah. Let's just have time hanging out, getting to know each other, you know, and- And you work hard at that actually with your small group. I, yeah. I, I see you doing that. And for me, like as an introvert who, you know, like uh, as an introvert, as a, as a selfish person um, who sees himself as very busy and very weary, uh, I, I really started to get out of the habit of m- creating those times myself, mm. right? And so I might go to one out of eight uh, things that I'm invited to, yeah, yeah. Uh, but w- where am I creating that opportunity? And so even just this last week, and this is not a brag, this is a, an act of repentance. I just said, hey guys, I'm gonna be here. You wanna hang out? Mm. And, and just invited a couple of guys. And, nice. And two of them came and we hung out and it was great. It was really good. Although we got into a whole thing. Oh, Wait, what? I'll have to explain it off air. It was like, not us. There was a guy there running the place and and uh, he was telling Brian, Brian couldn't do something. And Brian's like, so why can't I do this? And then the guy's like, well, because this is the reason. And Brian's like, well, that doesn't make sense because of these things. What about these three things? And the mm-hmm. guy's like, I don't know. You just can't. And he's like, but these three things you haven't addressed. It was like a whole thing. It was awesome. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you, you got to spend time together, which means you got to, put effort into that. And so if you're not ready to be the person creating it, then be sure that you're accepting the invitations. Yeah. That you're at least participating yeah. in it. Right? And then look for the opportunity to, to be the host, to be hospitable. Number six, serve with your gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, now listen, you should be served by the church, right? It's called a worship service, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You should be served, but you should also serve the church, mm-hmm. right? As you're being blessed, you should be able to bless others, right? Our, com- our, our mission is to make disciples. And so, how are you contributing to that? Right. Like, how are you contributing to uh, to the disciple making of your brothers and sisters in Christ? Not just evangelism, but actually like, you know, helping people grow in their faith right. uh, week by week. Right. So you got Sunday morning. You can if you're if you're uh, gifted musically. Right. Like you could be up there, you know, uh, helping out on the band. You could be a vocalist. I mean, you maybe you're not you're not there. Maybe you could do A.V. That's a critical need. People have no idea. Like, audiovisual, it's not, today, you, you're not going to have worship at church of any size without... Without the AV team. You got to have the AV team. Right? And it's critical. And, and making sure that it's actually done well. Yeah. Right? Because it's not even just about the audio. Audio is really, really key. Mm-hmm. But the visual... Yeah. So having someone that knows how to hit the button. Yeah. And it sounds very like demeaning like oh they're just hitting a button but no timing no you've got to be on you got to be on it you got to be paying attention. stress associated with because yeah role. sometimes sometimes the leader's gonna repeat mm-hmm. you're gonna go back so you got to go back you got to move forward like there's there's so much there that you have to be paying attention to yeah. because nothing not nothing there are other things that disrupt the service a phone going off disrupts the service yep. right but for the entire congregation that's focused on the visual the wrong slide. The wrong slide really throws things <laughs> it's off. Like, wait, what? Wait, what? I don't. Why? Nobody why? can sing now. Yeah, everybody's and, confused. And everyone's just silent at that point, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Go tell it on the hill. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I next. forgot. I forgot, I forgot the words. What, I forgot what's going on. Um, 
but yeah, you could you could help out with setting up things. You could help with uh, tearing things down. You could be a greeter, an usher. You could maybe help out with communion setup. All of that is critical. All that's critical. All that's very important. Yep. And all of that is providing the opportunity for God's people to worship together. You think like, I'm just setting up chairs. No, listen, mm. you're creating the worship environment. Mm -hmm. Setting up chairs is a big deal. Now, I'm not just trying to sell that. We've got, I mean, people volunteer, they, they do that stuff great. Um, and we have to set up and tear down right now. But that's a critical ministry. Yeah. We Listen, I'm not being silly. If they're not set up, we can't sit down. If if they're not set up right, it's going to be a, a mishmash of people being too close together mm -hmm, or too spread apart. Mm -hmm. It's actually important. Or and not it, enough chairs or not enough space or too much chairs, mm -hmm. too much space. And greeters, man. Listen, a, a greeter who is warm and friendly and inviting. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, all it takes is a smile. Like, you know, you don't yeah. have to be a beautiful person like me to be a greeter. I, I could be a great greeter mm. just because I look so good. Mm. People just like to look at me. Yeah, I that. see people looking at me all the time with eyebrows raised real high. <laughs> I know that they're looking at me, so they must be liking what they see. You don't have to look like me. Um, but but yeah, the smile, man, the warmth, that's what people need. Yeah. It's a big contribution. Yep. But then not just like that, but there's also like teaching ministries, right? Right. You can help out in, in Sunday school with kids ministry, youth group. You can help out at community groups and even discipleship groups. Like these are all areas right. that you yourself can, if you're gifted in that, utilize that gift. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, mercy ministries, mm. you know, churches that are doing good works in the community, demonstrating love for neighbor, yeah. being an example of what a disciple is. Yeah, just even uh, helping out in, in administratively. For sure. You know, there's a lot that goes How in. How things get done. Exactly. It, you owe me. <laughs> uh, listen, um, I'm... I'm not administrative. I'm administrative. Okay. Wait, what does I that just, mean? This means I'm manly in what I do. What? I'm not good at it, but I'm always manly about it. Yeah. I could tell. Is that to say like administration is not a manly task? No, no, no. It means that it's an important task that I'm not good at, but I'm administrative. I'm not administrative. I'm administrative. It's my way of sidestepping the responsibility of being good at organization. I, I, I don't, I'm not gifted in being organized, but I am good at being a man. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Okay. No. Oh, you said okay. Cool. Yeah, I'm awesome. gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you slide on this one. Is that my Christmas gift? That's your Christmas Thank gift. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Jimmy's gonna rebuke me later. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Last thing. Uh, this is a simple thing, but man, we don't do it enough. Invite people to your church. You want your church to be uh, experiencing some growth, some excitement. Uh, bring guests to worship on the lord's day yeah uh, listen that might be their introduction to the gospel yeah maybe you haven't shared the gospel with them maybe you have but you know what you know how it works you share the gospel with somebody and you can do it over and over and over again and it doesn't stick but sometimes in a different environment they hear it in a different way and things click it's it's the way god it just works. makes sense it could be the day of their conversion bringing them to yes. church yes um it might be their first time being in a healthy church where like it might be their first time in a community where they're just accepted i remember i walked into a church first time i ever went to church i was 17 years old never been in church before um and i walked in slayer t-shirt like you know the the long hair mm -hmm. and think of the 80s burnout right that was me and um i walked in and i walked in with this family that had invited me and everybody was super warm and friendly to me when and, and legit like I can remember walking down, <laughs> walking downtown in my in my little city, and uh, with my friends, and there'd be a mom with her two kids, and she would put her kids behind her and kind of hide from us, and it, and it was <laughs> like, like like you're gonna grab the well, child gonna, and like, run off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, what that? Uh, which we only did that a couple of times. Um, so it was it was just like 
to be received and to just no, nobody look at me sideways, cross-eyed, like just somebody to not give me the side eye. Just to be smile. treated to be treated as a loved human. To be yeah, some, to be experienced kindness. Yeah, it could be a it could be a, a really really big deal. So look for opportunities to bring your friends and your neighbors. Um, and you know what? If you start doing it, other people can start doing it. Like yep. you could be the kickoff for a new normal in 2022 for your church. You can be the one that starts the trend of inviting outsiders to come inside and to hear the good news. Mm. Do that. Love it. Well, look, we um, you, we want you to be hopeful, hopeful for your church, right? We want you to be active in your church. And uh, we should all be assured of the promise that Jesus said in Matthew 16, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook, slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrFortune.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast, or you can hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com and grab some gear. We got the fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We have blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've also got, Joe, what do we have? All access exclusive content. What kind of access do they get? Well, they got Banter Truth on Tuesdays. Okay. And there's more. What do they get? Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. So the access that they get is to all of what we produce. All of what we produce. That's why we call it all access. And you know how they get there? How do they get there? They go to drforce.com slash all access oh. to sign up. You know what else today. they can do? If you're listening to this on your pod catcher, maybe you're in, say, iTunes or Overcast, you can subscribe to that feature right in the app. You can click oh. the link, sign up right there, boom, 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 you're all set. There you go. Later. Later.